0: This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello everyone, welcome to another edition of the Liverpool.com podcast. I'm your host Mo Stewart and we've got Ben Bokchak and James Martin back from his holidays. Now, a holiday sounds pretty good for all of us right now. It's absolutely blazing hot here in England, but the trail for Liverpool FC... It's gone a little bit cold, I would say. I mean, the Reds have returned from their Asia preseason trip. They've got a few more days of hard training before another couple of games this week. It doesn't seem like there's any more new imminent transfers unless something's happened in the last 30 seconds I'm not aware of. And we're not doing a whole show about Ben Davis. So we're going to have a little bit of a fun show today. We're going to do something a little bit different. We're going to look back through Jurgen Klopp's summer signings. Summer signings. And we're going to pick a little team. Our five-a-side team out of our favourite ones of those. Now, across the last seven summers, Klopp has put, brought 23 new players to the club in the summer window who have appeared for the first team. So we're not counting Andy again. if any of you are out there thinking about Andy Lundgren. But the thing about this, you could very easily all end up picking the same team, so it's going to be a draft, which means that not everybody's going to be able to pick Alisson and not everybody's going to be able to pick Thiago. Now, we are going to pick lots. I've got a little lot here. But before we get going on this, James, this is an exciting experiment, I think. But we were talking off air. It may be that the who gets the order first may well be decisive. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, it it could well be. I mean, it might balance itself out over the course of of the five positions. But yeah, I mean, there's certainly some some key areas where there's people I'll certainly be targeting uh, mm, and really? if I miss out on them then it, it's going to hurt the team quite significantly. Um, I think we're all looking in goal as a potential key area um, but yeah it's it's a good format it means that you know we've got we're going to end up with three very different teams mm. um, and yeah I mean it's it's a strong it's a strong squad of 23 so I think I think there's ways of putting together more than one good team. Sorry, I don't know what's going on here. I've given you a bit of a light show. The light keeps flickering on and off. I'm just going to go and turn it off to avoid this going on for the whole show. But, um, yeah, so th- those are my those are my comments on the on the, on the format with added, well, with added light I, show for you.
0: I wasn't sure if it was some kind of, like, signaling, like someone was telling you <laughs> who to be picking and all that kind of thing. So I'm glad you, you turned it off. It's a just, it was, style. Well, exactly. I mean, this this is this is technically a competition, so I don't want to get any kind of cheating involved. But James, before he started doing his dirty cheating, Ben, James did make a good point. There is quite a big squad here to work with and a varied squad if you're looking at it. Um, But this is a five-a-side team and we have to think about five-a-side football because this hy- our hypothetical five-a-side teams are going to be taking on the rest of the world in the Premier League and I want ours to be the best. So... You're going to bring that into play as well. Thinking about who's going to be who's who's winning all the rondos. Who's the last man in the middle? I don't know. I suppose, yeah. It all just
2: it, it all depends on really the tactics everyone's going to go for. Um, some you know, some people like to keep it tight at the back and will probably go you know defensive uh, focused, and others might go all out attack and yeah. Who knows? I, I'm not quite sure what the best option is for five side. Sometimes the all-out attack seems to be the way to go, but sometimes it's
0: the defence that wins. I mean, well, you, you of the three of us, you're the one who probably plays football the most regularly. So I was hoping <laughs> that some of that knowledge will kind of help you within this. But yeah,
2: probably- it's, it's tricky. You Just you never know. Some sometimes I feel like I have the best team and then we lose. And then sometimes I feel like I have a terrible team and we win. So it's always 50-50 at well, five a side.
0: Put it this way, depending on who I get to pick, there's a few in there who I'm sure that if I get them in the same team, y'all better watch out. That's what I'm saying. So, Before we go any further, let's show you exactly who this are. And ironically enough, it's exactly 23 players who Klopp has signed in the summer window who have appeared for the first team. I want to clarify those two rules again. Um, To be honest, with the World Cup coming up later this year, I'd fancy this team to do pretty well in that World Cup if you could put them together. The other thing I want to point out, because obviously some of these players are no longer at the club, we are judging them on their Liverpool peak, their LFC peak. So that's probably good news for some, like One Aldum, probably less good news for Dominic Solanke. But that's what you have to keep in mind. When they were out of the club at their best, it's up to you to decide how high or, or even when that was. But that's all sort of the players that we're picking. Um, so, yeah, looking at that squad, there's plenty of ways you could go, James, really, isn't there?
1: yeah it's it's an interesting one, and like you say, you've got to keep that that five side aspect in mind. There's certainly players there who have done very well for Liverpool, but you wouldn't necessarily be straight thinking about them in the five side context, but yeah, it's I, I like the parameters you've put on it. it certainly makes for. Makes for an interesting twist, like you say. That there'd be a chance of picking up a kind of bargain in Solanke later on if, if we were going on just kind of how they're doing now. He's certainly had a bit of a revival in the Championship. But,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, um, you could argue that case if it comes to it, honestly. I mean, there's going to have to be a bit of arguing, obviously, with the guys to the new signings, Calvin Ramsey, Darwin Nunes, Fabio Carvalho. They haven't technically appeared. I think we're kind of assuming that they are all going to make appearances for the first team. But again, in terms of their qualities, there's going to have to be a little bit of maybe a massaging or a convincing brand standing, let's say. But we, we, we need to get into the, the meat of the show now. We need to get into the important business. And we are here. I have three names. I don't know which is which. I'm about to pick the first name. As you'll notice, this is going a lot quicker and smoother than all other draws. Higher Champions League. So the first person to be picking will be James. Yes. Congratulations. On, uh, okay. <laughs> One down. Once go. who cuts second? To be honest, because this is a snake draw, which means that in each different round, whoever picks last picks two. So to be honest, second is probably the worst place to be. And the person who is second... Is Ben unlucky, but hey, as we said, there's plenty of quality in the squad, there are no real losers here. Well, maybe there will, and just for uh, you know, clarity's sake, the last one is indeed me, as we can see. So, without any further ado, James, step up to the plate, sir. Although, to be honest. I feel like I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is the position I was I was hoping to get first pick in. That that's a that's a big boost. I think in the comments now you can all just write that I've won already because this is where there's the greatest gulf between one option and the rest. Uh, I'm obviously gonna pick Allison as my goalkeeper.
0: Mm, yes, yes. Congratulations. Of course, <laughs> you win the Allison lottery. Um there's not really much you can say about that. He is Comfortably the best keeper of those three. Um, I was on transfer marks trying to uh, maybe massage the idea of Kevin Koher coming back from loan into a new styling, but no, it would ruin the integrity of the whole competition. <laughs> so congratulations, James, you win. Ben, you actually have quite an interesting choice because you can obviously pick a goalkeeper, but there's a whole lot of other riches out there. So who's going to be your first pick?
2: I think it might be a surprising one, but I actually have knowledge of him playing five-a-side, uh, and that's Harvey Elliott because he used oh. to play with my brother's friends and he went to the same school as my little brother. So I know he's quite good at five-a-side from um, his friends and him telling me about him. So <laughs> I'm, confident, I'm confident I've am confident. got a, a good five-a-side player in there and someone who's experienced in that format of the game. And I think... You know, with his close control, his his sort of finishing and his sort of low centre of gravity, I think he can be a really good 5 side player because um, in that, in those tight spaces, you need to be good in, in, in the one-on-one battles. And mm-hmm. I think Elliot is, is perfect for that.
0: That's a really, really good... See, this is what I was talking about, about your extra knowledge of playing the game, <laughs> understanding the spaces and everything. This is the kind of one that might really come in handy. I probably wouldn't have picked him first. He may have still been around on the board afterwards. So the smile is probably telling you how I feel about this pick. But no, it's it's a solid pick. And I do think the Harvey will do well for you. So, as I mentioned, in the snake draw, I get to pick two now because I get to pick the last of round one and the first of round two. So, round one, I'm going to surprise absolutely no one and pick Tiago Alcantara because he's Tiago Alcantara. And he literally was born on a five-a-side pitch and he could get in and out of it. I feel like it's kind of redundant me even explaining why I'm picking Tiago Alcantara. You guys saw him. You know he's good. My second pick, probably equally as obvious, uh, Mo Salah. <laughs> I know, once again, yes, we talk about the fact that there's an array of forwards in there, but again, close control, tight spaces, finishing ability. Uh He's not gonna to have to use his head a whole lot. <laughs> I feel like there's kind of a lock, so yeah, those are my two picks. Feel free to cry into your beers as we speak. But in general, Ben, I'll ask you first. What do you think about those two marvelous picks by myself?
2: Um, I I think for five side, I mean for an eleven aside, I think those picks are really good. But for fiver side, uh, will Salah be able to use his pace in, in, in a limited, you know, uh, space? Uh, and with Thiago as well, you know, his best qualities are his passing range. But in 5 aside, like, is he going to be able to bring that out? Uh, I don't know. I'm not trying to undermine you, Moe. I mean, I at feel at not like you're the, the competition, <laughs> so.
0: Well, I mean, in the interest of competition, allow me to rebut on both of those points. First of all, now, Salah won't be having to run away from everybody, but we've seen him in tight spaces, regular out of everyone. I only need to say two things, Manchester City and Watford. Like, both of those could have happened on a -a five-a-side pitch, and he'd have scored those goals. And, yeah, the thing with five-a-side, there's all these extra angles you're not thinking about. So, although you might not necessarily see a pass there, there might be a pass off a ball. Like, come on, Thiago's the geometry master. He's going to find all the angles you need. But, anyway... I've said enough. It's
1: your thing. if it's pick. anything like my fibre side, then the numbers will be ropey anyway. So there might be some space to work in if they're if not a, If a couple of people I mean, don't turn up one week.
0: <laughs> exactly. And I mean, like, think about how easy it is for Thiago to nut make uh, and bamboozle players on the pitch. He'll you, be doing it in his sleep. I'm telling you that I'm telling you as well. But yeah, sorry. Continue with your second pick, Ben. I'm going for Joel Matip,
2: uh, just because, you know, I'm sorry James I know you probably had him at <laughs> <time>. <laughs> but that's not purely why I picked him I think he's he's one of the he's probably one of the best players on the ball in terms of uh defenders at Liverpool uh he 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 always tends to go on those mazy runs forward and I, I would like to see him um do that in five a side as well I think um in five a side you need to have players who are capable of uh you know making an impact at both ends and Matip is the perfect example of that. He's a great defender and um, he can go forward and I can see him scoring a couple of goals in 5 side because, you know, on a full pitch, he has to make uh, quite a lengthy run to get him get to goal, But in 5 side that, that run is reduced significantly. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I could see him getting a few goals and I think he's a good option to have.
0: I'm not surprised he's the first defender coming off the board, to be honest with you, because I agree 100% with everything you say. He was on my list to maybe go for early, but I went with Salah. James, I'm sure you're you're as gutted as I am. Probably more, if anything, Mo. Um,
1: (laughs) Yeah, it's heartbreaking. But yeah, I applaud the logic. He'd definitely be banging them in in five sight. And of course, uh, a strong defensive presence.
0: Yeah, indeed. Right, so you get your second pick now, James, after seeing all those go off the board. Who are you going with? In fact, you get two. I should point that yeah. out as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so th- these are not necessarily in order because I get two now, but um, given that Ben's gone with Matip, I'll follow on with Canarte. Um, You know, it's much of the same rationale applies. He, he, he's played quite a bit like Matip last season. He's also pos- probably got that extra physicality. Which I think could come in handy in a side, not necessarily in the air, of course, but like in terms of you get someone like a Harvey Elliott with his quick feet, as Ben's alluded to. Kanate's just gonna shrug him off, isn't he? It's just a mm. pure, pure muscle and physicality. Definitely has a place in a side. Get get rid of all these tricky players and just just dominate them with with the strength. Kanate uh, is doing that job for me. And I think he can also show his show his technique on the ball do a bit of a Matip, you know, no one can no one can quite match those heights of Matip but he, he can do a reasonable impression he can get forward with the best of any you know, can pick a pass in a tight space, so I like him for many of the same reasons that Ben went for Matip um, Do you want to discuss that or do you want me to do the second pick and then we can I mean,
0: it? I feel like that's a strong pick I do think as well that having Alison behind you is going to kind of make him like an extra defender anyway so you're kind of covered in that one you didn't need to get in karate you could have saved save <laughs> for someone else Uh no it's fine it's fine i understand that this is also a tact- when we get into draft games tactics come in so yeah i'm 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 marking down all of these little slights, slides <laughs> but that's fine fine we'll continue um ben uh do you echo what james was saying about Kanate? uh unfortunately no
2: i agree i think he if um someone would have picked Matet before I would have gone for Canate. uh I think he is the second best option in terms of defenders on the list. So, yeah, I think uh, that's a solid
1: choice.
0: Mm, yes. Okay. Hopefully you mess it up with this next pick.
1: Well, I, I don't necessarily think I'll be stealing one that you've got lined up. I, I suppose it's possible, but it's a bit of a punt in that he is one of the ones you mentioned who we haven't actually seen in a Liverpool shirt competitively just yet. But I think Darwin Nunes is is going to be a good option for Fiverr side. Mm. If you think about all the reasons we've signed him, it's that kind of poacher's instinct, the pure number nine. They are such nuisances in Fiverr's side. Anytime he gets the ball, he's just going to be firing it straight in far post, keeper helpless every single time. And it's just, it's going to be clockwork. Everyone knows what he's going to do. And it's just trying to stop him and no one can. And it's very, very annoying unless you're on their team. So I want him on my team.
0: Mm. And considering the best man... To stop him, you've already got him in your team as well. Yeah, exactly. I feel like that's a pretty strong move. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's hard with Darwin Nunes, isn't it? Because we are still kind of projecting based on what we've seen, and the Liverpool system is a very different one. But he's going to be within these kind of five or side short-sided games, literally as we speak. So, we'll they'll know before we do. But I suspect that James might be right on this one.
2: Yeah, I have to agree. I think that's a good pick. It's a good selection. I think uh, I've definitely played against those tall, tricky number nines who just tend to find the back of the net from anywhere and uh, sort of linger in front of the goal. And I think Nunes will be that type of forward in 5 side. side um, But at the same time, he's also got the speed and the pace to sort of track back. So he definitely won't be making uh, our defenders' lives any easier anyway
0: as well so i think that's a good selection
1: this much on mo got any defenders yet has well,
0: it? i was gonna say it's kind, yeah. of, it's kind of left me in a bit of a quandary here because yeah uh well we'll see okay i'll, I'll we'll, we'll get into it once it's my turn obviously uh ben it's your turn now so you get to have your third pick yeah i'm gonna go for
2: probably not one you guys would have selected either i'm gonna go for shakiri i think in five side, he, he's got that shooting ability, similar probably to Nunes, where he could probably score from anywhere and his powerful thighs and calves muscles, I think, will come in handy, getting those shots off um, in five side and hopefully beating Alisson as well. I mean, he'll have experience with that in training. Um, so yeah, I'm going to go for Shakirian I think defensively as well, he's someone who can contribute and uh, yeah, he's just got that technique, I think that's important in 5 a side
0: I'm, I'm trying to stay cool with my poker face here, but I was literally about to pick Shakiri. I'm not even joking. <laughs> but for all the reasons you said, and if we think about the downsides to Shakiri and Liverpool, show, it was basically his engine. Well, that's completely eliminated in a five-and-side game for two reasons. One, it's a much smaller pitch. And two, you can just kind of hang out in the, in the up front. And we can probably deal with the other ones. We're all out in But dang, dab it. James, what do you reckon? Do you think that this is a sneaky pick or are you not having Shaqiri?
1: No, I like it as well. I thought he might be left towards the end. I sort of had him pencilled in as a kind of later pick if he was, if he was going spare. I, I like him a lot. I thought he was always one of my sneaky favourites. Love the way he plays. Love watching Switzerland when he plays for them where he's just a different beast entirely. Incredible. And that's almost more kind of 5 sidedy because they play him as that number 10 with a bit more freedom where he just kind of does cool stuff. And, you know, that's that's what he'd be doing at 5 sides all the time. Uh, yeah, it, it's a good pick. I, and, you know, everyone likes a lefty as well in 5 sides yeah. So, yeah, it's it, it's a strong pick. I like it.
0: I mean, I've been thinking about a lot what Peter Crouch was saying uh, when he was talking about Shaqiri when we signed him. And a lot of it was based around those kind of small, short sided gains and his ability to be able to pick through, like, nobody's business. You guys have left me with a bit of a struggle here because... I mean, I had two options for a defender, but considering who you guys have now gone for up front, it kind of leaves me a little bit stuck. But once again, I get two picks. So, with my first pick, I'm going to do the thing that I said that I didn't want to see anymore. I'm going to pick Fabinho. I'm going to make him a defender because he has a little bit more physicality than some of the other defenders left on the list. Like, Seth Vandenberg is improving, don't get me wrong, but he's still a young man. And Raggy, well, I'd love to say oh, I'm going to pick him, but, you know, he's not going to get He's not going to get in this team. It's, it's, it's too high a bar, fortunately. So, yeah, I'm going to have Fab. He's not going to have to do a lot of defending. He's more going to be covering spaces, but he's got the technical ability. He can finish when he gets up front. So I feel like all round he's going to be able to do a job for me. And he plays very well with Thiago, as I'm sure you remember. So, what, what do, you, do you think? Do you think is a stretch? Is anyone going to call BS on my um, Fibers centre-half pick?
1: No, I think it's smart. I mean, I thought I was trying to come up with a contingency plan if Canarte and Matic went, and I hadn't thought of that. I was going to pick Clavan to be honest with you. Just uh, <laughs> um, So, yeah, Fabinho was... People forget how good he was at centre-back for, for a little while there. He maybe went off the boil a little bit and he had some injury problems because he was... Probably not helped oh. by being out of position, but yeah, he, he did look almost world class at centre back as well as as well mm. as defensive midfield when he first moved back there, and yeah, particularly in the, in the confines of five a side where he'll be able to move about quite freely as well. Yeah, I think it's it's sensible given who's gone.
0: I think so, and I mean, there's like you say, when you get to the stage of the draw, you've got to try and make some compromises, and the beauty of this is that they're all good players, really. That's kind of why we bought them. Uh, So you can kind of make do amend. And I'm about to make a lot of people on the internet very, very happy because I'm going to pair Fabinho and Thiago with Naby Keita because he is my fourth pick. Um, I thought about um, Fabio Carvalho, to be honest. I mean, he is meant to be a Coutinho clone and Coutinho was indeed the king of the five-a-side game. But I think, once again, Naby Keita, people underestimate his, his ability in short spaces his ability to drop a shoulder in a small place his ability to actually shield the ball well and I think these are all going to be qualities that come into play when you're playing the 5 the side he's not necessarily gonna get brushed off he's gonna he's got a good engine as long as no one goes into any heavy tackles I'm looking at you mr canard um I think we'll, I think we'll, we'll work with navi um was he on your pick James was he on your radar
1: yeah I mean I was I would definitely lining him up. I didn't think he'd be left by the time he got back around to me, to be honest. But yeah, you know, he's that classic kind of all action, isn't he? Like you say, decent in small spaces. And he has that kind of proven element compared to someone like a Carvalho. Um, yeah, I think I think it's a good pick. The thing with the midfield, there's, there's quite a lot of them in there who you think, yeah, yeah, they probably do a pretty good job in 5 side So much as I like him, and I probably would have picked him if I was presented with the midfielders left to you, I, I don't think it's necessarily a huge advantage to get him over some of the other ones. I think you've left a lot of good options on the table, so I'm not going to lose sleep over
0: it. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's the bullish talk. I mean, the bullish talk of a man who's maybe got what he wanted and believes (laughs) that this is all academic because he's got bloody Allison. (laughs) And he might have a point. (laughs) You may well have a point. Um, Ben, it's time for you to select. I believe you've got two more selections to go. This is your penultimate one just looking at you've got at the moment neither of us have picked a goalkeeper so depending on how you've if you have one over those two that you particularly favour, then it might be worth jumping in now well no
2: because I'll get I'll get to pick before you anyway so (laughs) um, I think. I leave the goalkeeper goalkeeper question to last I think Um, I'm going to go for Caballo purely because he has that chemistry with Elliot they you know, grew up together in the Fulham Academy for mm-hmm. a, a few seasons, uh, played at, at, at youth level for England as well. Um, so they'll know each other well and that chemistry, I think, will be important. Um, I think I'm not really... I considered going for Mane, but I'm not going to really go ha- ha- have like an out-and-out forward. I'm going to have Shaqiri, Elliot and Cavayo sort of interchange Um in those forward roles and have Matip behind them as, as shield and as cover and yeah I think that's what I'm going to go for
0: I mean that works out quite well I can see how that works Um, I, to be honest I almost picked Carvalho simply because I knew you were going to and just to mess you up but he <laughs> makes a good point James I mean the whole um, Fabio Harvey connection is something that's been trailed for a long time now hopefully we are going to get to see them together in a red shirt rather than one competing with the other for the same role but again you can see his logic can't you
1: you can see the logic yeah definitely it, it's a very tricky little team he's got there isn't it mm-hmm. Shaqiri and Cavallio and elliot it's all very nice all very technical but it all falls apart when Kanato gets involved I'll tell you that <laughs> right now but I, I like it. it it's a good team but it's very very strong technically but I'm, I'm still back in my last
0: yeah, to be fair, is going to have at least two of them under each arm. Uh, but, but we'll have to wait and see. We'll, I'd love to see a, a hypothetical game with all these players. Maybe we should send this over to Melwood, um, to Kirby, sorry, and just say, maybe you should just play this out just, just for our amusement. But we'll see. All right, so, James, you have your final pick now, I believe. So, the Final two, yeah. Of course, yes, final two. Um,
1: yeah, so... I need a midfielder pronto. A lot of them have gone, um, but given your parameters, yeah, I think you've helped me out quite a lot to be honest. Because in terms of peak Liverpool form, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain, I think, is a great pick. Um, you know, his problem has always been living up to that best form, not always through his own fault. There's been lots of injury problems, but yeah, at his peak, he's he's, he was a, he's a menace, isn't he? Um, mm. He's got an eye for goal as well. You know, the he can hit them against Manchester City, sticks in the mind from his first season. But, yeah, he, he gets around well. He, he'll run throughout the whole game, no problem. He'll be closing down. It'll be, yeah, the, the fact that he's had the experience as a forward and as a midfielder and indeed as a wing-back for, for Arsenal, um, you know, that stands him in good stead for five side. He knows his way around the pitch. It'll, I think, yeah, like I say, if, if I'd had Cater available, I might have gone for him. Mm. I'd I'd have been tempted by Fabio Carvalho, but then I'd have had two of the new signings who we've not even seen for Liverpool, might have been a bit risky. So I'm quite pleased that Oxlade-Chamberlain is left on the table and I I think he's a good addition.
0: So are you saying uh, 2019, 2018, 19 or 19, 20? When do you think is peak at Oxlade-Chamberlain?
1: Oh, that's a good question. I mean, Klopp's kind of Heralded his peak multiple times. He even said around Christmas this season that he was in the best shape he's ever seen him. And you know, you can say maybe that was just a confidence booster ahead of January when when Salah was off. But he did perform quite well in that period. But yeah, you probably mm. would be stretching it to say that was his peak. Um, even that first season, he was he was very good straight after he joined. But um, yeah, I think I think you'd probably probably have to. I might even say yeah that that little window before before the first major injury. But mm. he, the, the fact that we can mention later seasons is credit to him and, and how well he bounced back from that injury. So, yeah, there, there's, there's a couple of periods I think you could you could highlight as his peak. But, yeah, just take, taking holistically prime mm. Oxlade-Chamberlain as a as a concept rather than a specific period, <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he'd do well.
0: So you've got one from each category now. So I'll be interested to see where you're placing your fifth pick.
1: Yeah, it's, it's a tricky one. I, I think just in terms of general ignoring the personnel left on the table, my, my inclination would be a kind of one one situation, especially with Alisson being able to step out a bit, maybe play as a kind of second defender. I don't need another defender. Uh, but with the midfielders left, I mean, I don't want to don't want slight Wijnaldum. Obviously, he was an amazing player for Liverpool, achieved a lot, you know, was a key part of the success we had. Does, does he add that much to my team compared to getting an extra forward in there? I, I think probably not because I'm, I'm very happy with Alisson and with Kanate. I'm very happy with how secure that is. I think Oxlade-Chamberlain mm-hmm. will cover some good ground. So I think I can get away with another forward. And, and, you know, Diogo Jota and Sadio Mane are still on the table, both very tempting options. Um, Just I think I'd think think I i think I'd go Jota on the whole just because of the 5 side context because I've got Nunes who'll maybe be I mean as Ben said maybe lurking a little bit by the goal I'd, I'd like to think he'd get back for me a little bit mm-hmm. but he he's the main sort of goal getter in the team so a jota in there is a kind of foil to him he'll he'll drop back a lot more he'll be buzzing around making a nuisance of himself like he does so well he's one of the best pressers in the team it, it's I can't remember if he presses more than Firmino but it, it's close um mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, for me Firmino not an option in, in this, given that Klopp didn't sign him. But yeah, it's I, I do think I think that that gives me the best balance putting Jota in there. So so yeah, that leaves me with with Alison, Canate, oxlade Chamberlain, Jota, and Nunes, which I I very much like the look of.
0: The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. I can see both arguments with Jota because. You're right, he is a pressing machine and we're hopefully going to see him and Nunes link up quite well. But in terms of his link up play, that was kind of some of the parts of his game that was letting him down last season, Ben, wasn't it, if you think about it?
2: Yeah, I mean, he was a great finisher, uh, especially at the start of the season. Uh, I think maybe his finishing kind of petered out towards the end. But um, yeah, his link up play at times... that nothing compared to for example Firmino who I'm very disappointed is not on this list unfortunately <laughs> he was even though he feels like a Jürgen Klopp summer signing he was still a Brendan Rodgers one so close yet so far away and I think Firmino would have been the perfect option but um yeah it, Jota, at times I felt like lacked that and I think that's something he needs to build on if um He does want to have uh, more of a role in the team next season.
0: No, for sure. Okay, so it's time for your final pick. Um, Put me out my misery. Which unpredictable goalkeeper am I going to have to pretend to like?
2: Well, I'm going to go for Karius because if we go in peak form, uh, forget all about the Champions League final. Before that, I mean, Karius was pretty good. Um, He made some incredible saves and I think his reflexes are really good which i think will come in handy for five side um he's very good at shot stopping um and at the same time he's, he's fairly decent on the ball as well uh which i don't think can be said for adrian i i would worry about adrian on in, on a five side pitch uh uh just just based on his his track record at liverpool so i, I think i'm gonna go for Carrius, yeah
0: um, I can't lie, I would have picked Carries as well for a lot of the same reasons and it's an interesting point you make about that period just before the Champions League final. James, it's probably the biggest um shame of Caris' whole Liverpool career is the fact that that period before the cliff that he went over, he was actually really, really good and looked like he was starting to prove why all the faith was put into it.
1: Yeah, it's one of the classic what-could-have-beens, been, is not it? It's, you know, if he'd had a good game in that Champions League final who knows maybe he'd have gone on to fulfill that potential maybe we'd never have signed Alisson you know there's there's so many unknowns so in the end Liverpool will look at it and say it worked out pretty nicely but from an individual perspective yeah it's it's a great shame because of course he's, his his career has gone nowhere since a couple of basically unsuccessful loans and yeah just finally finally left in, in the summer so yeah it's it's really, a career that's that's stalled badly, I mean, I think the season before he signed for us as well, he was voted second best goalkeeper in the Bundesliga behind only Manuel neuer so you know it he was but he was very promising i mean ultimately, we still signed him for something like four million pounds it he wasn't you know one of the brightest prospects in the game, but he definitely had potential he was expected to have a big future in the game, and yeah it's um I think that's easily forgotten because of, of the Champions League final and what transpired afterwards.
0: It is. And I mean, I believe he's finally left the club this summer. So his official Liverpool career is going to be marked by that, that one game. And yeah, it is a shame. I hope he can find some way to resurrect his career because there is some talent still in there. So, yes, I am left with Adrian in goal. And you're right. You're all right. This is possibly the worst kind of place to have, Adrien because let's not forget he was, he is still a capable, competent goalkeeper but it's the lapses of concentration particularly around having the ball at his feet which are his problem so, from that perspective might be a bit of an issue however, I think if it goes deep into a game I've got quite a few good forwards or good players who can put the ball in there if it goes deep, goes tired, we go to penalties, suddenly suddenly it starts looking a little bit rosy for Mo because I was in Istanbul to see him win that penalty shootout against Chelsea. And he, whereas when Alisson won his penalty shootout, I think it's fair to say he got some help from the Chelsea players. In that Super Cup, the Chelsea players, those those saves were critical and really good saves. So I'm going to big up my man. I'm also just going to say, look, Fabinho, don't go too far. Just Just, just, just keep an eye on him. Just keep an eye on it, But, yeah, it's, it's, it's ironic, isn't it? We've been saying about how great this squad is. And it's literally with the last pick that we see any kind of real weakness. So, that is a testament to, to the strength that we've got here. But, um, okay, I feel like I'm mostly confident. Apart from that, I think, to be honest, you guys aren't really going to get near my goal. You're not going to get near the ball. Like, you're not getting the ball off them, like, Fabinho, Thiago, Mabika, the Salah, Thank you. Good night. Like you guys might as well just bring your own ball. I mean, okay. So if we were all three teams gonna play against each other, I do. I am still confident. And I'm not just saying. I am confident that we'd score enough goals and keep you away from our goal enough to to get the win. Ben, how are you feeling about your team?
2: Yeah, I'm feeling confident. I think I'd I'd have that annoying team where you couldn't really get the ball off of any of our players. They just, you know, link up and uh, keep the ball at their feet. And uh, yeah, I'd be confident of scoring as well because all three of my midfielders are players who are capable of putting the ball in the back of the net and have a good range. Um, And then, as well, on top of I think Matip is the icing on the cake. You can sort of run forward and, and grab a few as well. Hmm. Uh,
0: I can I, yeah I, I can see it well where that happens but I mean as we've mentioned previously James they are all very little and although the size makes less of a difference in 5 side it still makes a difference and I mean like we said we're not going to be I mean with I say we're not going to be playing balls in the air we might be outside I dare say if we are I can think what your tactics are going to be. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm covered for all eventualities. Canate could become a sort of auxiliary number nine if necessary, um, but yeah, it's um, it's a nice team. Don't get me wrong, I like it, and it's a classic, five-a-side team. It's, it's, it's a definite genre of five-a-side team that you mm-hmm. see in real life. All of these precocious teenagers who are annoyingly good, um, but yeah. You know, someone's going to have to shoot. Someone's going to have to pull the trigger. All right, they'll pass it around in some nice little triangles for a while. They'll do some little step overs or whatever you like, and then eventually Shakira will get bored. He'll try a shot from the halfway line or something, and Alisson mm. will pluck it out of the air like it's the easiest thing in the world. And then my lads will have the ball and will obviously go on and score just because it's yeah. it's the perfect team. There is no weakness. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know why this podcast is still happening. I have. The
0: best team. <laughs> okay. Well, 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 I'll let you know when we're going to finish. But before we finish, um, we need to give the viewers the full scope of exactly what we're talking about. So let's bring in all three of our teams as we can see them, as we pick them now. So, James, there's your team first. I mean, it makes it, when you see it down there, you can almost see the formation as it's going to come. It looks, it looks decent. You've got a few uh, maybe question marks around Chamberlain if someone goes in early on him or even just distracts him by telling him a joke. You might wonder, but other than that, I think, yeah, that's a strong team. So, his um, long
1: name is doing me some favors there, it's making my midfield look a lot more bulky than it actually
0: yeah. is. Yeah, his name's covering more ground in midfield than he definitely <laughs> would be for sure. Okay, Ben, what about your team? Let's have a look. Again, we we, we can almost see the issue here. This is strong through the middle, but then you get to the bit up top, and there's literally a gap.
2: I mean.
0: Cavallo scored about ten goals last season.
2: He's pretty good at finishing Shakiri as well. I think he can pop up uh with a goal here and there, and Elliot is the perfect creator. So I'm not really concerned about goals to be honest. Mirenez
1: will score ten goals in the first ten minutes, mate. <laughs> all,
0: all I can say is that Machip's gonna be throwing out his arms, exasperated all the little <laughs> ahead of him, wondering what's going on. And last but by no means least, let's have a look at my team. Now even there just the way it's been positioned you can already see the way that the ball is going to try it's going to travel it's going to go in it's going to go out and no one's going to be able to come into that little circle and steal it off of them so all the best lads generally the the, the fellow at the back doesn't even matter honestly I, I i'm saying that like i believe it and i do believe it but james i'm not just talking about my backside here am i
1: Seeing it written down like that, it does look better than I gave it credit for. Like I prefer mine, but it would—you'd maybe give mine a game, out of push. <laughs> it, it's push. Well, I shared your yeah, doubts no. about Thiago, by the way. Like I think you're wasting his best qualities. He, he has those those long range passes. Salah loves to run onto them. It's just not going to happen. The pitch but, is
0: too but- small. The, see the the long-range passes are the ones for the cameras the real ones are those little half passes where it just kind of finds a little angle a little alleyway that doesn't exist and if trust me if you guys are going into this underestimating Tiago alcantara then I'm feeling even better about my team than I was before <laughs> but interestingly let's have a look at the guys who none of us picked because there are a couple here who I thought maybe would have gone in obviously we mentioned Sadio Mane, but I mean Robertson, like, if you think about his, his qualities, his tenaciousness, his ability to get up and down, he's he's quite a jewel. I'm surprised that no one went for him. Ben, are you? Yeah, it's a bit surprising, I think. But
2: then again, I think Robertson's biggest quality is his peace. And, uh, yeah, and I, I think because of that, I don't really see him using uh, his sort of, like, if he takes players on one-on-one, he won't be able to use that pace of his. And then his second best asset, I think, going forward is his crosses. And again, like most of the 5 side rules are uh, only allow balls below shoulder height. So is he going to be able to do those crosses? Is he going to have the space as well to do mm. cross- crosses? I don't know. So uh, maybe he's <clears throat> not the best option. I mean, maybe we're all smart to kind of avoid him.
0: I mean, I noticed you brought that uh, shoulder height rule in there because you've got the tiniest team out of everybody. We <laughs> might have to look at that particular rule because obviously I, I feel like James might want to change. So we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at that in the future. But to be honest, we've got all got good teams. And even there, for the team, the players who were left behind, you could make a good five out of those even if you had to put Seth Vandenberg in goal. But there we have it, everybody. These are the teams that we have chosen now, it's up to you to decide who you think has picked the best team. But I, I, as I said, hopefully the people at Liverpool are watching this and maybe they're stuck for something to do in training tomorrow. Maybe they can throw this one in there. But um, James, Ben, thank you for spending this time arguing with me over a group of fantastic players. I think we'll all agree on that. Um, we'll have to wait and see what the results come in, but hopefully it was a bit of fun for you guys too. We'll see you next time.